Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Inside Inter Miami, the Miami Herald's Inter Miami podcast. We are back for another episode this week. I'm Deputy Sports Editor Andre Fernandez, joined once again by Miami Herald's Inter Miami beat writer Michelle Kaufman. Michelle, if we weren't excited before, I know there was a lot of hype, but now he's finally, Lionel Messi has finally not only made it onto the field, but he has shown everyone what all the fuss is about. Not just once, but twice. The, the first game, he gives us the first big, memorable, messy moment with the game winner in stoppage time at the buzzer to beat Cruz Azul. And then Tuesday night against Atlanta United, a pretty good team in the MLS, which right now in the standings would make the playoffs and completely just engineered a blowout win, just took them apart for nothing route. And, you know, we'll get into it more, but. You know, really, this if you weren't excited before, I think now he's given everyone evidence of why he's transformed this franchise so quickly. Yeah, I mean, I think now, you know, people I'm hearing the question of is MLS that bad or is Messi that good? Right. Messi is that good. <laughs> yeah. Messi is that good. He, I mean, you know, honestly, I we all knew that we're talking about the best player in the world, we're not just talking about any good player, any random player, you know, when Gonzalo Higuain got here, that was considered a big deal. He had played at Juventus. He'd played in world cups. We're talking about the best player in the world, you know, arguably among the top two, three, some people say the best player ever in history. And he's still at his prime. He just won a world cup. So he comes in and even so, I think most people thought, including me, that there would be a little adjustment period, a little transition period. He's never played in MLS before. He's been on vacation for two months, practically. Um, the heat and humidity, you know, getting to learn about his teammates. He has just blown all that out of the water. He comes in late in the game in the first game and scores, you know, on an absolutely beautiful free kick in the final minute, you know, blow the whistle right after, you know, it was unbelievable. The drama and the, you know, it was just a storybook. Almost, you wouldn't even believe it if if, if a Hollywood director, you know, producer, writer, screenwriter wrote that and said, okay, the best player of all time is coming to the worst team and he's going to come in late in the game and he's going to score the game-winning goal on the final play on a beautiful free kick in the upper left corner, they would have said, nah, that's a little bit too unrealistic. Let's try to tone that down a little bit. Yeah. Like um, even, 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 even Ted Lasso, even Ted Lasso wouldn't have done that. Even Ted Lasso, they would have said, that's a little too preposterous. Let's tone it down. Yeah. Then in this game for him to start and play 78 minutes with the heat wave that's going on in South Florida right now mm -hmm. for him to come in, on basically six days of full training and play 78 minutes start on a brand new team in a brand new league against a team, like you said, that I believe was in seventh place, a team that is a playoff team at this point, Atlanta is a playoff team. To come in and face a playoff team in the heat and humidity, play 78 minutes, score in the eighth minute, score again, provide an assist for Robert Taylor. Uh, it's unbelievable. He has three goals in 114 minutes um, and an assist. You know, it's just, 
remarkable what he's doing. And yes, people that were already excited about Messi, he has even amped it up even more. And just the celebrities that are showing up. I saw that Camila Cabello was there yesterday. Of course, DJ Khaled, you know, uh, you know, having LeBron there, having Kim Kardashian, Serena Williams, uh, all of a sudden, Gloria Stefan, all of a sudden, Drive Pink Stadium, the little pink and black Lego set stadium in Fort Lauderdale on Commercial Boulevard, you know, the limos, the limos are pulling up Commercial Boulevard and turning on 15th to get into that stadium. So he is completely already in in two weeks, he has transformed uh, this team on the field. Absolutely. This is, I, I was watching this team last night saying, is this the same team? I mean, is this the same? Robert Taylor, yeah. he has shown, he's had some bangers of goals. He's in the past. He's definitely a good player. But with Leo Messi playing alongside him, he's a, a elevated to a different level. Every player on that team, is going to be elevated by him and and then off the field it's off the charts i mean celebrities showing up for game the amount of media coverage the amount of uh you know i think the i think uh the video of his goal in the free kick goal that won the game against cruz azul in his debut it had something like 225 million views on twitter like 225 million views for an mls goal is just off it's you know in another galaxy so leo messi is everything he was cracked up to be as advertised and more and more and he's only played in two games yeah i mean i think the biggest thing from watching it yesterday you see the the calm and the precision that he plays with and like you were talking about robert taylor and that he's the perfect example right now because if you look at it three goals himself in these last two games. Like you said, Robert Taylor is a solid player in his own right, but now you see how easy it is to not only to create chances, but to receive them and to capitalize on them the way he's I mean, just because of the way Messi can find teammates on the field. I mean, it was from seeing it in person, it was just a treat to watch because, treat it's, to watch because it's one touch, maybe two at most, and boom, the ball's there. Or the precise way that he'll draw the defense in. And that's the other thing. The defenders not just on reputation, but after you play for a few minutes in front of him, you're trying to mark him. They don't try to mark him like any other player. You can't. You can't get right up in his face. They 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 respect him enough to play a little bit off of him, and then that little millisecond of indecision, boom, he just burns you right there, and he hits a, per, a, a pinpoint pass to someone else. Or before you know it, he's taking a chance himself that's probably either going to gonna score a goal or get close to scoring a goal. And you saw that. Even, even last night, he hits the post on his own first shot, and he collects his miss and scores anyway. No, so it's amazing how just, you know, and, and to, a, to another degree too, let's not forget Sergio Busquets as well created some chances early on, and he's still shaking it off the rust and the, what you said before. This is not even 100% fit messy that we're talking about. This is no, still no. shaking off the rust messy right now. So you can only imagine, and Tata Martino talked about that post game, like we're still a work in progress. We still have a lot of way to go. We still have to develop. When you hear that, coming off a four nothing route of a pretty good Atlanta team, it's really eye-opening. Yeah, I mean, the thing is his vision, everything, his vision, the way he sees the field, you see him when he's running with the ball, when he's dribbling with the ball. He is looking, 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 looking. He he sees yep. 
you know, certain athletes, whether it's a point guard in basketball or him or a quarterback, you know, the positions that really need vision, he has field vision. It's almost like he has eyes all over his head. He can see where everybody is. And then the weight and the timing of his passes, you know, it's much harder than it looks. And anyone who's ever played the game or watched the game for a while knows that it's not just you see a guy and you're just passing him. It's the weight of the pass. The pass has to arrive at the exact right moment and at the exact right pace for that player to be able to capitalize on that pass. And that is what he does so amazingly. And then the vision and the reaction, again, in front of the goal, when he takes that shot with his left, it bounces off the post. It bounces off the post and, and it's almost like he's a magnet. He knew exactly where that rebound was gonna be and his foot was right there and he didn't yeah. to the goalie, which is another thing to the goalkeeper, which is another thing that a lot of players do. Sometimes they'll get the rebound, but then it goes directly to the goalkeeper and they make the save. Mm -hmm. He just has a nose, a nose for the goal. Uh, he's got incredible vision. He's got incredible pacing on the passes, the weight of the pass, the pace of the pass. He's, he's really, a different level and a different level player and and Sergio Busquets too by the way hit you know Messi's first goal was on a beautiful mm -hmm. long pass over the defense oh, yeah. Sergio oh, yeah so I mean that was that set the tone for the whole rest of the game that first that first goal in the eighth minute got everybody so amped up and that started with a perfect pass from Sergio so yeah I mean this is this is a different team. Even I saw today that they've got the uh, they've got the uh, uh, tickets are up for sale now for the next game, which is next Wednesday, uh, for the round of thirty two of the Leeds Cup. And I saw that the advertisement that the team is using, or the the you know the slogan that the team is using, is um, the new era in pink. It says buy buy a ticket for the new era. So mm -hmm. it's almost you know. Jorge Mas said last week or two weeks ago that, uh, you know, once Messi comes to this league, it's going to be like before Messi and after mm -hmm. Messi, that they're going to be two different. When you talk about right. MLS, you're going to talk about MLS pre-Messi and MLS post-Messi. And that is definitely true of this team. The league, yes, this team even more. The ML This Inter-Miami team before his first game last week versus this MLS, this Inter-Miami team now, those are two completely different teams. And I suspect going forward that we are just going to see a team that's very, very different from the team earlier in the season that was trying hard. They were doing everything they could. They were running around. They had a lot of grit. They had a lot of courage. They pulled off some really good wins despite, you know, the losses. but they didn't have Messi and they didn't have Busquets and this team with those two additions alone and Jordi Alba on his way, we're talking about three players who played together at Barcelona who are stars on their national teams of the best teams in the world. They're going to be playing together on three of the positions of the 10 field players. So it's, it's going to be really exciting to see what happens. I mean, you know, can they win the league's cup? Why not? You know, can they win two more games in U.S. Open Cup? All they have to do 
August 23rd, they play at Cincinnati. Now, Cincinnati is one of the top teams in MLS. They have to play at Cincinnati in the semifinal. But if they win that, they're in the final of the U.S. Open Cup. And if that is the case, I believe that it might be played at Hard Rock Stadium. You're going to maybe have a huge crowd, um, you know, playing for a cup. Why not? They could maybe win that. Maybe they could win the League's Cup. Who knows? It's early, but they've certainly won the first two games on top of the group. And the way they played against Atlanta was very impressive. And then there's the season, which resumes August 21st. You know, a lot of people who don't follow MLS are confused. Like, what do you mean? What is this? What are these cups in the middle of the season? I mean, it is weird. This is what soccer does. They just halt their season. Can you imagine like the NBA season just in the middle of the season or the NFL season, they just stop the regular season and take a month, a one month hiatus from the regular season, but they're still playing, but they're playing other teams or they're playing yeah. some of the same teams in a cup. It's very confusing for people that are new and there are people new to the league because there are yeah. people who are messy fans who don't understand how MLS works or any of these things. So, yeah. but anyway, the, the league will resume on August 21st. The team is in last place. Um, they've won only five of their 22 games. They have 12 games left. One third of the season once they resume August 21st. 12 games left. They're 12 points away from the final playoff place of ninth place playoff spot. And it seems impossible, but having watched what I've just seen in the last two games, um, I'm not thinking it's quite as impossible as I did before. Yeah, when you look at that, uh, I, I even had a moment where normally I would say this and I might sound like I'm joking, but I don't know if I was because I'm thinking this team may not lose again. I know I haven't seen them play against everybody in MLS, but to the level of dominance that it was, it was pretty impressive. And what you were saying before uh, about the Cubs, yeah, if you're a soccer fan, you're used to this. In the Premier League, you have the FA Cup and others. And NBA fans are going to have to get used to it pretty soon, too, because now they have the playing tournament coming, too. So a variation of that. But, yeah, it, at the very least, the very uh, least. This last week, if they can hoist some sort of some prize, some sort of tangible prize, I know that's going to be something big for them. But, yeah, this is a transformative, just complete, you know, 180, whatever you want to call it, from one team to the next. I mean, and look at, and not just Robert Taylor, other players too. And, and we're talking high caliber players too. Joseph Martinez, I know he's, he's had some injury history, but this is still an all-star and former MVP we're talking about. He looked like himself again last night. And it was just taking yep. shots, you know, creating chances. And and uh, Tata talked about that after the game. He said, it's it's kind of the freedom that they can feel they can play with knowing that Messi and even Busquets, too, on the field, like the, the he said, almost the responsibility they know falls on them without being overshadowed, but it kind of gives them more confidence to take more chances, to, to play like they can play and know that they can be more aggressive and know that they have them on the field. So if anything, those guys are there to back them up and to, you know, to kind of like help that out and not feel, you know, they have to hold back or play a little more of a careful system, that sort of thing. So all that. And then I, I've always been a believer, too, the monumental side. The confidence you have elevates everyone. I mean, this unrelated. One guy that went overshadowed yesterday was Drake Callender and how well he played in goal. Oh, my God. He has been playing. He's just all season. You know, that guy, he's been playing starting last year. He came in. I mean, they, you know, 
they paid Nick Marsman a lot of money to come over mm -hmm. here to be the starting goalkeeper. And he's a good goalkeeper, proven goalkeeper in Europe. He got injured. And, you know, this happens in sports sometimes. He got injured. Drake Callender comes in, young guy, you know, kind of untested. He just played phenomenal to the point that when, when Nick Marsman came back, he, he didn't get a starting job back. He never has. You know, Drake won that job last season, fair and square. He was absolutely the better keeper. Uh, and, you know, Nick is a smart guy. He knows, you know, this guy's just playing great. He's playing out of his mind. So he did not lose the starting job. He comes in this year and has been playing so well that he was called into his first U.S. national team camp. And, you know, the previous coach, Phil Neville, had been saying all along, when is the U.S. national team going to bring Drake Callender in? Because last year he was named top three. He was a top three finalist for goalkeeper of the year in MLS. And this is a guy who didn't start as a starter, you know, at the beginning of the season. Um, he ends up as a top three, you know, a finalist for goalkeeper of the year. And Phil was kind of pushing for him to, you know, to be called up by the U.S. national team. And he was. He went to a camp already with the U.S. national team. Uh, you know, he was with them during, you know, some tournaments and things. And, um, you know, he's he's just a very, very talented young keeper who he has. He does a great job of catching the ball. Mm -hmm. A lot of keepers these days, they're good on their feet and everything, but they parry the ball. They they just punch the ball out. When that happens, there's always a chance for a rebound. Uh, Drake Callender is very, very good at he clasps the yeah. ball. He gets the ball. He grabs the ball. He's very secure. And, uh, you know, he saved the PK um, against Atlanta. I mean, it wouldn't matter that much. They were already had by four, but they were able to keep a clean sheet, which is a big deal. Um, and he was able to save that PK. He made other saves, um, you know, early on in the game against Cruz Azul. You know, uh, when the other teams have opportunities, he keeps them in the game. So he's absolutely been overshadowed by the addition of the two big stars. But Drake Callender is, is every bit as worthy of, you know, MVP of the team at this point. Mm -hmm. For If you count the whole season, he's yeah. been unbelievable this season. And, and he should not, absolutely should not be overlooked. I mean, when yeah. you look at these games, he, he stands out. He is a standout player. Yeah. But I feel like I feel like too yeah, it's it, like too. it was four nothing and yeah it was a blowout but like you said he stops that PK but I think a lot of those saves too and this is what I meant before like on the emotional the mental side of playing with a Messi I feel like that has a carryover effect like even for a keeper back there he's in a big moment you, you, stopping a PK no matter what the situation is is one of the hardest things in sports so that kind of I think hypes you, you're gonna see that more and more where a guy like him even a guy even the keeper back there is gonna be more motivated to make big plays in a situation like this where you're playing with such a megastar on your team. And, and, and that that's the part that I think if you're an Inter-Miami fan, you you really have to be excited about is the the upside of this team still, even, even after what we've seen in just two games and, and just the effect it's going to have on everybody. Yeah, I mean, what you first of all, every one of those guys wants to show Messi how good they are. You know, right. they want to prove that they're worthy of being on the field with him. You are talking about maybe the arguably the best player of all time, definitely one of the top three. If you, you know, if you want to say Pele, Maradona and Messi, I mean that, you know, right. conversation ends there for best players of all time. And I know the Ronaldo fans are out there and all that. But 
Messi is, you know, definitely right now best player in the world coming off a World Cup. This guy joins your team and you are, you know, you're Drake Calendar, you're Yedlin, you're Kramashi, you're any of these guys. You want to show him that you are worthy of being on the field with him, that you can play with him, that you are worthy of being his teammate. And they want to impress him. And so the, everybody raises their level. And I'm sure at the training sessions, when they see what he can do, they're trying to emulate him. He also has been helping from, I, I hear more and more, he's staying after practice. He and Busquets both are mm -hmm. staying after practice to help the young players 20, 30 minutes after practice. They're still out there uh, training with the younger guys, teaching them things, giving them tips. And, you know, Leo just seems to be having so much fun. We haven't had a chance to talk to him yet, um, but he seems to be having so much fun. He's just, he's playing with a joy. Not that he didn't always play with joy. He has, but he seems to really be enjoying this new experience and helping the young guys and sort of engaging a new audience, you know, living in a new place, sort of understanding, starting to understand the American way of sports and, you know, seeing all these celebrities showing up at the game and all this stuff. Um, you know, it's it's really exciting. It's exciting for the team. It's exciting for him. And I absolutely think the whole rest of the team is is elevated by his presence. And then, of course, elevated by by what he's actually doing on the field, by the way he plays. He's he's a different level of player. And you can see it right away. Even someone who knows nothing, even someone who knows nothing about the sport would know that you are you're seeing you're seeing greatness right now. And uh, it, it is very exciting. The second half of the season now, you know, a team that's in last place. I've never, maybe in my life, which is 30, I mean, 35 years of sports writing. I'm not sure I've ever seen so much excitement for a last place <laughs> team. We're talking about the last place team. Right. Not a team that's on the cusp of the playoffs. We're talking about the team that's dead last with the worst right. record. And there is more excitement about this team more buzz internationally about this team celebrities showing up social media you know uh, uh you know everything images everything going on around the world um for a last place team it, it's really right. it just doesn't happen it just doesn't happen because i mean it it, an, an 0 and 9 team doesn't go out in the middle of the season and get tom brady you know a 10 and 50 nba team doesn't go and 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 sign LeBron, you know, like that, that's, that, that's what this is. And and that's yeah, why it, it's, it's kind of unique. Yeah. 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 And you see, uh, when you see the images on TV of Jorge Mas, Jose Mas and David Beckham, I mean, they are glowing. It's like, there's a halo of, <laughs> of, you know, sunshine around their heads because they worked so hard for this. And nobody believed that it would happen, including me. I admitted it to Jorge when I spoke to him. I said, Jorge, I got to tell you the truth. You're a big dreamer, but I never really thought that this was going to happen. I just didn't. I thought he's going to go to Barcelona or he's going to go to Saudi Arabia. He is not going to come play for the last place team in that stadium. You know, I just not right now, not coming off a World Cup. I just, I didn't think it would happen. I really didn't. And, you know, 
he said to me at that point, he said, never get in the way of a, a, a Cuban in a dream or something like that. You know, he really is. <laughs> sounds like a he believes he's like a Cuban man with a dream. Don't get in the way of that. You know, he was obsessed, he was obsessed with making this happen. And David Beckham, too, in a quieter, more understated way. But they have worked together for a long time, for three and a half years. They've been courting him, courting his father, courting his whole entourage. And and it really happened. And I still watch it and I see him in that pink jersey. And I, I'm still like rubbing my eyes like, is this real? Ray Hudson right. joked to me. I was texting him the other day, Ray Hudson. And I'm like, can you believe this? And he said, it's amazing what AI can do. You know, because <laughs> he said, there's no way this is really him. You know, right. how can this really be him playing for this must be AI or something? Um, but it's real. It's real. It's happened. And it's not just hype because there was so much hype and there still is hype now. But he has proven on the field that all of those big murals, all of the hype, the publics, the this, the that, that was all hype before he played. The minute he stepped on the field, he has shown in two games, this guy is for real. This guy is here to compete. This guy's going to elevate this team. And, and he wants to win. He wants to win trophies. And there are three trophies that are left to be won. The MLS one seems to be the hardest out of, you know, maybe out of this group of three trophies. But um, I'm feeling like nothing is impossible at this point. I think making the playoffs, let's just start there. I don't know about winning the MLS Cup, but making the playoffs, I was starting to think was nearly impossible. And I'm starting to think it's more possible that they will make the playoffs. And if they do, if they can pull that off, that's a fairy tale already. If they can get to the ninth place from 15th in 12 games, that's already a fairy tale. But once they're in the playoffs, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Well, I mean, we're talking about Messi. We're talking about Messi. Right. And not only that, but this is the season in South Florida for eighth seeds and, and lowest seed to get in and do something special, right? We saw it with the Heat. We saw it with the Panthers. All these guys need to do is land the seven. You and basketball, you and basketball team, yeah. men's team, yeah. women's team, FAU. Right. This has been the year of South Florida teams that were not the top seeds, that were the eighth seed or below the eighth, whatever, going and making huge, amazing championship runs and making it mm -hmm. to final fours and elite eights and so on. So I don't know. 2023 is the year of South Florida sports. So I'm just starting to think there's some kind of a magical fairy dust that's been sprinkled on. And uh, it's going to be fun. I can tell you that. It's going to be fun to watch. The fans who have had the opportunity and the money, that is one thing. Uh, one of the negatives that I have to point out is that I've heard from some fans that the tickets are so expensive since Messi joined the team that some people who were regular fans who used to go for 35 and 40 dollars for the end zone seats uh north south north and south stands they can no longer afford the tickets which are literally 10 times the amount um you know or at least uh you know 200 dollars as opposed to 35 dollars or 40 dollars so you know i hope that they don't i hope that the club and the league can find a way to keep some tickets um, you know, at a more reasonable rate, because it would be a shame if this just becomes only a rich person's playground. And the, a lot of the fans who love soccer 
are people who don't have as much money sometimes they happen to love soccer and they loved going to inner miami because it wasn't that expensive and uh if they make it that it's so expensive that it's cost prohibitive that would be a shame so i'm hoping that things level out after the first few games that the prices will come down to the point where you know where a fan could could still come to a game for for under two hundred dollars well, I think that's a perfect transition now. We're talking about a little bit about the ticket prices and I think the sustainability of all of this. Um, you know, I mean, I saw after 77 minutes, he came out of the game because obviously the game was out of reach. And boy, the mass exodus to the exits, which I know was a route, but they're there to see him. But let's talk a little bit about that because I know for um, for those of you listening and watching, again, thank you for watching Inter Miami, Inside Inter Miami, second episode. But Michelle's going to go dive into this topic soon at MiamiHerald.com. Catch it later this week. But uh, the impact he's already had, and this is another reason we talked about the big dream and everything, but they had the backing of the league to get this done, to bring him here, the investment that they've made. Uh, tell me a little bit about, you, you were talking a little bit about the impact it's had on a wider scale too. Apple TV subscriptions are up, you know, the social media, the presence of Inter Miami as a household name a and household as a brand has skyrocketed um what what you've found and what you've seen has been you know it's, it's impressive stuff yeah i mean most of the world was most of the world you know knew maybe soccer fans knew that mls existed but had never watched a game i mean they never had an opportunity to where would they have been able to watch an mls game you know it was it was very difficult around the world to to find an mls game to be able to watch and there just wasn't that much interest um now all of a sudden apple tv in 100 plus countries in 100 plus countries you can turn on any apple device and sign in and watch inter miami and messi play and people are the subscriptions apple is very secretive about numbers but there are uh sports business journal uh has a source who you know seems that is a reliable publication they said that um they had about 700,000 subscribers before Messi. They've gained about 300,000 in the last three weeks. Um, and they're expecting it to go even more and more. I mean, this is before he was even really playing now that he's playing, but the subscriptions are way up apparently for the Apple MLS season pass all around the world. Um, and by the way, Leo Messi gets a cut. Uh, that's right. part of his deal. He has sponsorship deals with Apple and with Adidas every single a subscription i believe that apple gets from the time messi signed he gets a, he gets a percentage of that and then also with the adidas shirts those number 10 inter miami pink and black sleek shirts those are going to be among the more popular shirts around the world you're going to be in europe walking around and you're going to see people wearing inter miami messi number 10 shirts and in latin america for sure in argentina and brazil and peru and colombia you know, in Central America, you're going to see fans who love Messi and who love Miami. Miami's Miami's been always cool. Let's face it. Come on. Miami's a cool city. Um, people love to vacation here. It's a destination city. So, you know, seeing Miami across a shirt in pink and black with that cool logo. But on top of that, having number 10 and Messi on the back of that shirt, that's going to be very, very popular around the world. And, you know, 
the the attendance just the their attendance alone has gone up you know the first game was a sellout this one was a near sellout i think they announced 19,800 or something like that out of 21 or 22,000 uh you know that's excellent attendance for south florida um you know on a tuesday night on a yeah. tuesday night for people to to battle the traffic on i95 to go to a game midweek uh to get 20,000 people to get 20,000 people in South Florida to right. go to a sporting event on a Tuesday night, that is a major feat. I've been covering sports here for a long time and I grew up here and that is a really big feat. So the attendance in the stadium has grown. The attendance around the league is going to grow because everywhere he plays, people are going to want to go see him and they're going to pay big money for those tickets. And, um, and then, you know, Apple their idea and the league's idea was that having him on apple tv is going to a spread apple products around the world you know their brand which it seems like they don't need more but you know they're always looking to grow and then the messy you know the the mls brand will definitely grow no one even knew what the league's cup was no one had paid any attention to league's cup but now that messi is playing in the league's cup all of a sudden we know this this tournament, which is brand new, and people are tuning in, and now that the knockout round is going to start, and people are going to be paying attention. So, um, yeah, I mean, the the impact that he's had is amazing, and it was a shame to see the fans, you know, flowing out. And I saw on on uh, Twitter they've already had like you know in fast motion, you know what I mean? They in, they show all these people, you know, fleeing the stadium, you know, after he leaves the game. I mean, come on, guys, what about all the rest of the players on that team? There are so many players who are working so hard and, and it's a shame if, if everyone just, they're only there to see Messi. I mean, I understand he is a big attraction, but just wait 12 more minutes and watch the rest of the game and, and, you know, see it out, see it out to the end. You know, don't, don't give people more reasons to trash Miami, which there are enough reasons that people trash Miami. So, you know, don't, don't give, don't give the Miami haters more reason. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, you got to. A lot of them know Messi. They don't know this team very well, but how are you going to get to know? How are you going to get to know? Around and watch them. So it goes hand in hand with that. Yeah, they don't, and we don't need another scene like uh, the Heat a few years ago, and they had the footage of people trying to get back in, and the doors are locked, and all of that. <laughs> let's let's not go through. Let's not go through that scene again. But, uh, but let's talk a little before we wrap this one up. Um, just on what's next. I mean, now, like you said, Wednesday. Inter Miami will be at home, the knockout stage now, do or die as far as this tournament goes. It's the round of 32, and it looks like it's going to be the winner of either Orlando FC or Santos Laguna, which I know obviously Inter Miami has not played them, but they have history with Orlando, the state rival. So if it ends up being them in the next round, obviously much different look with the man himself on the on the pitch now. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Miami, Miami Orlando in every – Miami and Orlando, just as cities, have always been competing. Orlando always has a little chip on its shoulder that, you know, they are a tourist destination with Disney World, and Miami's seen as the cooler, more glamorous city, and they're seen more as, you know, the theme park city with, you know, Donald Duck and Mickey Mouse and whatever. And you know, Miami is like South Beach and movie stars, and, you know, their big stars are, you know, a duck and a mouse. So... You know, there, there's a long history of Miami and Orlando having a rivalry. And, you know, it happened in, in basketball. You know, it's happened with the Magic and with the Heat. And uh, and with these teams, absolutely. I mean, it's just a drive away. I can tell you for sure, 
if it's going to be Orlando, if it is Orlando, those fans are coming down. Those Orlando City fans are going to buy tickets. They're going to pay whatever it is. They are going to come down to see their team against Leo Messi. Uh, that would be really fun. I mean, nothing against, you know, a Mexican team, Santa Laguna, but it would be really fun if it's Miami against Orlando with the Orlando fans coming up coming down, excuse me. And, uh, you know, that could be really, really fun. And yes, this is a very different, every team that has already played into Miami this season or last season, this is a, as they said, the new era in their new slogan. This is not the same team. This is not the same. Inter this is not your, not even your grandfather's. This is not, you know, last month's inter Miami. This is a new inter Miami with Messi, with Busquets, you know, with, with Jordi Alba coming too soon. Uh, in the coming days, he's going to be showing up. Um, this is a whole new team that the Orlando City or whoever is playing them is going to be playing from here on out. And uh, it's going to be it's going to be really fun. I mean, from now on, they have knockout games uh, for the next few, the next two games that Miami or the next at least two games Miami has our knockout games. They're going to have this game which is a knockout game on Wednesday. And then on October 23rd, they have a knockout game at Cincinnati and U.S. Open Cup. In between there, if they advance next Wednesday, there will be more knockout games. So, you know, they're going to be do or die games with Leo Messi in the middle of all of the excitement. Imagine more celebrities showing up and more people wanting to take their limousines down Commercial Boulevard, past the Dunkin' Donuts, past the McDonald's, turn on 15th, and go inside the gate into the pink and black Lego set stadium. Um, it's really incredible. It's, 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 it's an incredible story that we are witnessing. It really, it really is. It's very rare. It's very unique. And, uh, and you really have to give the Moss brothers and David Beckham a lot of credit for sticking with it and, and working with the league and begging the league and Apple and Adidas and everybody to get involved because this could be transformative for all of them. And I think it is. It, it's already shown in two games, I believe. I don't think it's overstated. I bet, I bet those Dunkin' Donuts uh, managers and owners are loving them some inner Miami these days over on Commercial <laughs> Boulevard, especially post-game. <laughs> um, no, but check it out Wednesday night. We'll find out Saturday night late if it's Orlando FC after all or if it is Santos Laguna. But, yeah, like you said, Michelle, it could be as many as five elimination knockout games on the road to a league's cup, plus the two in the U.S. Open Cup if they get that far. So, a lot of a lot of high stakes, Leo Messi excitement could be on tap for Inter Miami fans. But for everybody out there that watched uh, once again and listened to us once again, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, all the podcatcher sites, as well as of course at MiamiHerald.com and on YouTube. You can watch this video of Michelle and I, as we uh, come to you weekly, talking all everything Inter Miami, everything Leo Messi, and everything else surrounding the team. But once again, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. For Michelle Kaufman, I'm Andre Fernandez, and we'll see you guys next week.